You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Jesus says, you are the light of the world. I want to stop. I want everyone to stop whatever you're doing and repeat after me. I am the light of the world. Say, I am the light of the world. Something really powerful happens when we embrace this God-given identity. And this morning, we are talking about a rhythm that is absolutely essential for us to build into our lives if we're ever going to truly embrace this God-given identity. And if we're ever going to be who Jesus says we are, the light of the world. I'm so glad you're joining us for this final message in a series called A Better Rhythm. So there's actually multiple ways we can read Jesus's words here. There are a couple different ways we can hear Jesus when he says, you are the light of the world. Now, I want to focus on just two of them, and I believe that both of them are really important. Let's start with way number one. What do we hear when Jesus says, you are the light of the world? The thing that shines on a hill and the whole world can see it from a distance? You're the lamp that gets put onto a stand so the whole house can be lit up? I think this story will help. A few weeks ago, we took a bunch of Grace Youth to King's Dominion. And the group split up into smaller groups. And after a few rides, some groups were back together waiting in line for another ride. And we were talking. And one of the teens was annoyed because at the last ride, at the last minute, someone bailed on him and he had to ride the ride by himself. He said these words exactly. And if you hear them right... You're going to hear God's heart for us in this world of his. You're going to hear Jesus telling you how he feels about you when he says you are the light of the world. Our teen said this. He said, the ride wasn't fun by myself. Did you, did you hear that? In other words, the teen was saying, because this wasn't a shared experience, because it was no longer something that gave me the opportunity to connect with and bond with another, there was no life to it. There was no light in it. And we can't miss this. This is exactly how Jesus sees us. This is a statement about God's world and from God's perspective, what brings light to his world. What brings life to his world? And Jesus says that it's you, that it's us. It's we humans who are unique in all of creation, unlike any other living thing on this planet, created in God's image, endowed with the gift of not just breath in our lungs, but with minds and souls that can think and feel and desire and choose. Jesus is saying that without you, this world is like a roller coaster. He just has to ride by himself. 
And Jesus is like, that was never the point of all of this. The point of all of this was a shared experience. Look, I want us this morning to hear God saying, hey, all of this, all that you see, this incredible place I've brought into existence with all of its mountains and rivers and oceans, the wonder of it, the incredible diversity of species that abound in the forests and the rivers and the oceans, the mind-blowing makeup of the atmosphere and the finely tuned nature of the way it's situated in the universe so that life on it is possible. It is no cosmic accident. You are not here by chance. All of this is very intentional. It's sacred because it has a purpose. And you have to know this. The purpose of all of it is so that we can share an experience. So that we can have a relationship. It's meant so that you can experience my love and so that you can love me back. This world is meaningless without that. It's no fun. It's lifeless and dark. And Jesus says, in my mind, you are what makes this all worthwhile. You are the light of this world. This is the God-given identity that Jesus wants us to embrace and the one for which he would go on and give everything so that we would embrace it. You always know how much something is worth to someone based on what they're willing to give and what they're willing to sacrifice to have it. And so that you would know how much you are worth to God, Jesus gave up his whole life. With his life, Jesus said to us, this is how much you're worth to me. I'm willing to endure everything to win you back, to restore you to why you're here in the first place. And in all of it, God is offering us his love. He's offering us an opportunity to become again the thing we were meant for, to be the light of the world, the unique beings in all of creation that can make this creation worthwhile to God. This is the love that Jesus is offering. And to be the light of the world, we need to merely receive it. This is what it means to embrace a God-given identity. And in it, we're getting closer to talking about a rhythm we can build into our lives that is essential for doing just that. Okay, we just covered one really powerful way we can hear Jesus when he says to us, you are the light of the world. Here's a second way we can embrace this God-given identity. We can embrace a call to action, a call from Jesus to be set apart here on this earth, to be bringers of light into dark places. This one fires me up as well, because here's what I know. We all want to be people who can go out into our world and give. We want to be ones who can go out into our schools, our teams, our workplaces, our families, and give to our classmates, those teammates, those coworkers and friends. We want to be able to give the things that are the deepest things and the things that matter most. 
We want to be able to give love. We want to be able to give grace. We want to be able to give peace and joy and wisdom. In essence, we want to be able to give light. These are the things of life and these are the things of light. And we can hear Jesus saying to us when he says, you are the light of the world. We can hear him saying, I want you to embrace a God-given identity of being one who is set apart to bring these things to the world. You are a light bringer, a love bringer, a grace, peace, joy, and wisdom bringer. These are the things Jesus brought into the world 2,000 years ago when the world was 100% about survival and pleasure. He he literally described himself this way. It was recorded in the Gospel of John. We read it in, in chapter 8, verse 12. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Now, because of the life and the light of truth and wisdom and love and grace and all those things that Jesus brought to the world, the first century world thought of him kind of like being the dawn after a long, dark night. In Matthew's gospel, we see people connecting Jesus to an old prophecy from their book of Isaiah, where it said, land of Zebulun and land of Naphtali, the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. Even more, Jesus' other disciple, John, picked up on this and used this imagery to open up his gospel account of Jesus' life. I want to read a lengthy portion of it to you so we can take it all in. But he wrote in chapter one of his gospel, he said this, he said, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness has not overcome it. The true light, which gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. So in essence, we can hear Jesus simply saying, you can find in me your identity and your purpose. And it's to be the light of the world. You are meant for this, to be one who illuminates the world with truth and love and grace, mercy, joy, peace, and wisdom. These things are where life is found. The world is desperate for them. Go, be a giver of these things. Go, be the light of the world. So this brings us to the whole point of this series we've been calling A Better Rhythm. This has been a series 
that, that asks, aren't we all searching for a better rhythm for our lives? Because our current rhythms, for the most part, rob us of life. They lead us to burnout. They're more of a grind than anything else. We want to look at rhythms that enhance our lives with meaning and purpose. And Jesus wants us so badly to embrace this God-given identity as the light of the world. He wants us to understand that in his eyes, we are what make this planet worthwhile and that we are meant to be bringers of light and life as we go out and give to the world. So Jesus wants so badly for us to see ourselves as set apart for the purpose of giving to the world the things of light and life, like truth and love and grace and mercy and peace and joy and wisdom. Here's the deal. This is where building an essential rhythm comes into play in order to embrace this identity. Something true. You cannot give what you do not have. It's that simple. You cannot give what you do not have. In fact, you are a lot like this sponge that wants so badly to be used to water this plant and give this plant the things of life. Now, I know what you're thinking, People don't use sponges to water plants. Okay, trust me, they do. It's very popular in the Comar house to use sponges to water plants. But that's not the point. Okay, go with me here. <laughs> the, the plant needs water. It's water that brings life to the plant. This water symbolizes that love and that mercy and that truth and that grace and all those things. This sponge so badly wants to give to the plant the things of life, but the sponge is not the source of those things. Now, I can wring this sponge until I'm blue in the face, but at the end of the day, the sponge cannot give what it does not have. And we're the same way, which is why in order for God's dreams for our lives to come true, and in order for us to fully embrace this God-given identity as the light of the world, we must build into our lives a rhythm of receiving. If the sponge wants to give life to this plant, it has to first receive the things of life so it can have the things of life. Now it can go and give. And guess what? Next time, it's going to have to do the same thing. The sponge must build a rhythm of receiving. Before it can give, it has to soak and receive. We're the same way. I've got to build into my life a rhythm of receiving God's love. I've got to build into my life a rhythm of receiving God's grace. I've got to soak in these things, God's peace and joy and wisdom. I've got to soak in them so that I can have them and now I can go give them. Soak in the love God has for you. This is our part. And we must be intentional about building rhythms into our lives that allow this. Look, very practically, here are a few ways we can get started. Number one, put some reminders in your phone. You can start with Sunday morning. Set the reminder for 15 minutes before you participate in a church service. And in the reminder, put a short prayer, something like, Lord, open my heart to receive from you during this service. Or, Lord, I'm on my way to church and I'm ready to receive whatever you have for me. Whether it's a truth, whether it's your love, your grace, your mercy, your peace, wisdom, 
I am anticipating receiving something from you at this time. But don't just do that for Sunday mornings. Sunday morning rhythms are important, but they're not the whole thing. God wants us to receive from him daily, hourly, by the minute. At this point, look, this is between you and God, but but set reminders that will help you build a rhythm of receiving into your life. Now, secondly, when you set aside time to receive from God, be specific during that time with God. What is the one thing you need to begin receiving most from God? And when you set aside time, say to God, like, Lord, I have come before you today to receive, and then whatever it is. I've come to you today, Lord, to receive love. Lord, I've come before you today to receive grace. Lord, I've come before you today to receive wisdom. And then as you're intentional and specific about what you're going to receive, use resources, dig into scripture, listen to worship music, read books, show up to your community group, journal, reach out to your small group leaders or your pastors. We are here for you. We'll help you wrestle with what it looks like and what it means to receive whatever it is you're believing you need to receive most from God. And on top of that, when you go to receive that thing, consider, consider exactly what that thing is that you're receiving. Like when you go to receive God's grace, you have to stop and think, what is grace and why do I need it? And what does it look like for me to receive grace? The same is true for peace, wisdom, and all these things. Be intentional and be specific. Finally, when it comes to building into your life a rhythm of receiving, be patient. Part of receiving from God is having the courage to wait. It's having the courage to sit and be quiet. And to allow God to search your heart and speak to you in his time. You are the light of the world. But we cannot give what we do not have. So as a means of fully embracing this God-given identity, let's get serious about building rhythms of receiving into our lives. Let's practice right now with one of the most powerful expressions of receiving Jesus the church has ever known by taking communion. Let's remember that this sacrament is nothing less than receiving God's love for us. That it's nothing less than soaking in the sacrifice that Christ made so that we could become again the light of the world. Communion is remembrance of how far God was willing to go to win us back. It's a statement from God about just how much you are worth and the extent to which, in God's eyes, you are the light of the world. You are what makes this world worthwhile to God. And to demonstrate that love, Christ gave his life. He allowed his body to be broken and his blood to be shed. And by taking into ourselves a broken cracker or a ripped piece of bread, we receive that. And by taking into ourselves a bit of juice that symbolizes Christ's blood and life, 
we receive the love of Christ and we receive his statement over us, reminding us that we are the light of the world. According to tradition, we'll just read from 1 Corinthians and the words that the Apostle Paul wrote to the church in Corinth as they were receiving communion. Paul said this in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, starting in verse 23. He says this, For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. So let's all take a cracker or the bread and break it. The Apostle Paul continued in verse 25 saying this, In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper saying, This cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me as often as you drink it. For every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. So let us take the cup and drink. Will you pray with me? Father, we just want to start with our gratitude for your sacrifice. And Lord, we're in awe of the lengths you would go to restore us to yourself and to demonstrate your love for us. And Lord, our prayer is this, that, that you would continue to be our source and that we would lean into you and submerse ourselves in you and soak in you and soak in your love and in your grace and in your truth and your mercy and your wisdom. Lord, and we would have those things and we would be so full of those things that we can embrace our God-given identity and go out into the world and give them. Lord, help us be disciplined in building a rhythm of receiving these things from you so that we can be the light of the world. We pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen.